I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Tobin is uh, is super hacky because he's got the Globetrotter music now. That just means it, uh, that's how you radio. It. Oh, I'm not saying don't love it. You're just I mean you're, you're just hacky. Great. <laughs> you're just hacky because we have we have Gato, El Gato, Melendez. Yeah. All right, that's what everyone calls. They call you Gato. Yes. Like your friends, your friends call you Gato. Yes. All right. So that's where does, my nickname. So where does that kid. come from? Where does that come from? Well, growing up in Puerto Rico, uh, basketball courts. Uh, the cool ones were kind of far from my house. And and I asked my dad, Dad, I need a shortcut. And he said, cut through the sugarcane field. So back then we had the had we had a lot of sugarcane because of the Roman companies next door next town. So I go in uh to the that trail and I got a ham sandwich and I drop some of the ham. And next thing I know, it's like six cats following me all the way to the basketball court. I was scared as hell because I'm a little kid. So I'm running around like, oh, my God, it's cats. And my friends start calling me Elgato because as soon as I was done playing ball with them and I go back in the trail, the cats were right there. Like, they think you're feeding them now. Literally waiting. <laughs> you got their <laughs> Those food. Those were your cats and, now. And, yeah, yeah. But the funny part is like now I have literally I have five cats now. Because of that, that that's well, you started to like it, cats. It helped that that my daughter wanted cats, and then it kind of grew up on me. And now you're and now you're Gato. <laughs> yeah, right. Gato Melendez. Okay, uh, he's one of the Harlem. How many years is this for you with the Globetrotters? Five years, seventy-two countries, and I'm up, I'm about to add one more to the list. Which would be what? Nicaragua. Okay, which is which is the coolest? Which was your favorite stop? Man, it's really hard to say, but I would say number one would be Australia because. It's just the country is beautiful, and the people is just like super nice, like super super nice. You like, it's just like, like you feel like you're out, out of you're not in planet Earth. <laughs> That's how crazy super nice people is. In comparison to Miami, in comparison, no, no, Miami <laughs> is very warm because you know you, you have the because the, of the temperature outside, had, not because uh, of people. No, no, people is really because remember you had the whole uh, Latin culture here too. Hey, so people, Latin we, yeah, yeah, we had that little warm thing that right. uh, that kind of spilled to everybody else. Uh, but now, nah, like uh, that, it would be Brazil would be second because uh, people are just really nice and and it's so much fun and it's so much to, so much to see. Then Low you go to Eastern. Go Eastern Europe, I love Eastern Europe, and especially when you go and, and drive around, and you get a chance to see history. And when you go, when the Globe Charters go, do you get to spend time in, in my these countries? Case, in my case, I do because I'm I'm an advanced ambassador. So basically, I'm doing this, and I have some free time in so the that's evening. Good. That's good then. And, or if I'm going from city to city, depending on how big of the tour is, I get a chance to drive. Uh, cross country, like like right so. now, it's the 2018 amazing feats of basketball world tour, and and Elgato and his pals there, the Globe Trotters, are going to be at American Airlines Arena on Sunday, December 10th at 2 p.m. And I can tell you, uh, I went as a kid, I I've been as an adult a few years ago, and it's it's such a great event for kids. Yeah, like if you have kids, they love it. It's, yes, it's it's just as fun as it was when I went as a little kid. It's it's really cool. And I think it's getting better. You know, right now we have 
way better athletes. You know, Curly Neal was telling us the other day, he said, man, you guys are doing things that we never thought that was possible to be done in a basketball court. Or, uh, you know, now we're doing in-game dunk contest dunks. Oh, that's cool. You know, and, and things that you see in a dunk contest only. Now we're doing things like that in in-game. When you've, when you've played for the Globe Charters five years, okay, have you ever lost? Have you been a part of a team that lost? No. Well, last time we lost, it was 1971. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought they lost, I thought they lost some time within, like, the last decade. No. No? It's been no. that long it's since been the Globetrotters long. lost? It's been that long. We what a disgrace that they team did, was. They did, they did a, a college before the, the show back came back. Okay. Manny Jackson was doing a college series game. Okay. Like a competitive game. Okay. And we were playing like off season college teams just for fun. And how did that go? And we we won. We we were the good we're good. That's you yeah, know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. We're yes. good. Like yes. people don't people don't think, oh well, why you guys don't make it to the NBA? So well, there are certain certain things that, that are for people. You know, I went to University of North Carolina and and the NBA was not for me in that point. So I went to play in Europe and now I'm got a chance to be with Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, I actually want to talk about that here because you you played you you played for like I mean I, I looked it up here. You were on the Tar Heels basketball team for four mm-hmm. years. You played four years. Five years because I raised her in my freshman for five years. Yeah. Okay, so I mean that, that's look that's as big a basketball program as yeah. there is. So how did you guys fare those years like against Duke? That's obviously the biggest UNC wow. Duke. How did you fare those years? We we had a great years. Uh, my first my freshman year, I was we were number one. I mean, I'm looking up here. Like you, you played on one of those teams with Vince Carter and Anthony Vince Jameson. Carter and Jameson, Ed Coda. That's a big deal. Uh, uh, and, uh, Adam Okulaja, McTyre and Brendan Haywood. Brendan Haywood was a freshman. You were on teams with Julius Peppers. People don't Julius, remember that. Brett, Julius Peppers. Know, UNC Peppers basketball Julius player. Pepper is... He's the freakest athlete I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. just He's, stole the words out of my mouth. When I saw him in person, the first time I actually had to go against him on a football field, I remember looking, and I was on the crown of the football field, the very top. What do you guys call that? The pitch, the soccer fans? Yeah. I was at the top of the pitch, and I'm looking down. Like, obviously, he's playing defensive end, so he's a little bit further away from me, but he's on the downward slant, and he's still three or four inches taller than me. His legs are massive. His yes. arms are massive. Yes. I've never seen a human being built like this. He looked like the the Fox Sunday sports Robot yeah. that they have for for for, for a Sunday football. Well, he comes to heat games a lot, and, and he's 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 yeah, his chickies down here, right? I got to yeah. tell you something. When you see a guy that big, I mean, you're not surprised to see somebody that big in the, in the football field, right? When you see somebody that big in a basketball court, right. moving the way he moves, because you think that he's gonna plow over everybody, kind of like what LeBron James does. No, he would. Smooth, he man. looked like he's gonna hit you like really hard, but then. Absorb that energy and do a spin or windmill or dunk like like nothing happened, and and when I he was playing with me in that time it was two seventy, he quit ball because he was going to go to the NFL. He went from two seventy to two ninety five in like three weeks. It was insane. I mean, it was scary to go to the weight room because I'll be like dumbbell like. 40 pounds, 50 pounds. <laughs> and I looked at his eye, he got like 125 pounds. Ah! I was like, I ain't not working out with you no more. <laughs> did you uh, Did you know how good Vince Carter was going to be? Yes, yes. I've seen things that in practice that, you know, stayed in practice that people don't know. i see him, you know, when he jumped over the, the seven-footer yeah. in the Olympics? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So i seen that 
not only with a seven footer, but I've seen it in practice he, before. He, he did to you? And no, not to me. <laughs> he did it to Coach Williams' son in practice. Uh-huh. And he literally, it was a three and one. Uh, Ed Coder did the craziest pass too, which was a spin pass uh, 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 that bounced the other way. He was coming on the in the fast break, and he clearly jumped over uh scotty scott williams uh uh and yeah. he was just trying to take a charge and he just stood mm-hmm. like this standing and just jump over coach was like all right time out <laughs> water break guys <laughs> what was the uh, what was the furthest one of your unc teams got in the tournament we went to two final fours wow that's cool uh my freshman year in 99 i believe 99 2000 that must have been so exciting when uh joe forte was uh was there and uh uh chris lang Jason Capel, that sadly his his father passed away. I saw that like yeah, a couple it, days ago, right? Yeah, a couple of days ago, yeah. and uh, um, so yeah, that team made it to. Ed Cotto was a point guard still, and he was amazing. He's so probably twice one of the best. you were at the Final Four. Twice, and the one was in San Antonio, and the other one was um, uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah, yes, it's always Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Indy. It always, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. How does how does going to the Final Four a couple times? Compare to to what you do with the Globetrotters, it, oh man. Uh, for, Globetrotters, I mean, it's, it's very it's, prestigious. It's different experiences, you know. It's kind of like, uh, you know, going to the Final Four in college is hard. It's hard, even if you, no matter if you went to the University of North Carolina, it's really hard. And and getting to the Globetrotters is even harder. Uh, People don't understand how hard it is to really go through a, a glow trotter training, a glow trotter year. We play about 450 games a year. You know, uh, uh, in my case, I visit about 400 schools. Now we do more than just play basketball. I visit schools, I visit hospitals. I do this. I play about 40, 45 games in the entire year. 45 games is a lot. Imagine like when I was playing full time. We were, my body would have to go through 180, 195 games, period. And I hear guys, oh, my God, I'm, I'm hurting, I'm tired. Man, you're making $300 million. Come on, play with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who is the uh, – and, 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 and I think comparing that experience and the history of, of being a Globetrotter, now you're not just representing yourself. You're representing the United States. You, you represent the history of how the Globetrotters broke all these barriers to where we, have, we are now. And compared to college, you know, being part of all those two families in, in, in one lifetime is just how did, amazing. How did the Globetrotters start? Now that you talk about that and overcoming barriers, how did the Globetrotters start? What was it originally that, that brought the Globetrotters together? Do you actually, do you have a few more minutes for us? If we were yeah, to take a yeah, break yeah. here, you come back yeah. for a few more minutes? All right, yeah, so hold yeah, on yeah. to that question, okay? And we'll come back with uh, Elgato Melendez next. We have Elgato Melendez. He is here with us. He's with the Harlem Globetrotters, of course, in their 2018 Amazing Feats a basketball world tour is making a stop at American Airlines Arena on December 10th, 2 p.m. I can tell you, I went a few years ago. I used to go as a kid. The Globetrotters are a ton of fun. Tickets start at $20. You can go to HarlemGlobetrotters.com or Ticketmaster.com, or you can go to the American Airlines Arena box office. Yeah, before we went to break, I was just I was sitting here, and as you were talking about stories and overcoming barriers, and I was wondering, I was like, where the hell did the Globetrotters originate from? Like, what? <laughs> how did this start? Because you know you have that signature... Yeah. Like uh-huh. you hear that whistle and you know immediately it's the Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. no matter what it is, um, regardless of what country you're from. I imagine that 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 whistle is just so prominent as as the Globetrotters' signature song. Where did these guys come from? Like, how did it start? Well, we started in Chicago, Illinois. We started in 1926, and uh, a guy, a Jewish man named Abe Sabastein, 
was the one that Sounds created. great grandfather. The tribes, Aslan. We're not related. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> is that why you played with the Harlem Go- we are not Globetrotters? Right. <laughs> so he he wanted to to uh, there was a team that used to call the Savoy uh, uh, Five. It was all made of Afro American players. So what he did is he started working with them to help them book uh, uh, because he was a white man. He was the only allowed to to deal with the uh all the promoters because he was white so he started doing all the the games to make money and but then in 1930s the harlem renaissance happened so now all the famous people start coming out of harlem like the jazz musicians things like that so that's when they changed the name into the name harlem so everybody thought that we were famous and then they put globetrotters in it so everybody was thinking that we were traveling around the world but they didn't they didn't play in harlem for like in Harlem for like forty into like forty years, so they didn't they didn't they didn't leave the country uh, for like about thirty years. Oh, really? So after that, it's uh, they were challenged by the Minneapolis Lakers in nineteen forty eight, and we beat them at the buzzer. And then we played another game in nineteen forty nine. We played various games, but then the, the we beat them a couple of times, and they were supposed to be the champion team of the NBA, which was all white in the, in back in those days. 1950, we get we uh, the first Afro-American player to be drafted in the NBA was a Harlem Globetrotter. Uh, his name oh, was wow. Sweetwater Clifton, and he was drafted by the New York Knicks. And, you know, the rest is history from there for, for the NBA and, and, and for us. You know, we, we had a first woman to play in, all, in basketball professionally in an all-man team, which is Lynette Woodard in 1985. So we keep breaking gender barrier, you know, race barriers, race barriers oh, yeah. you know, first that we have to play two games on the weekends, one for white, one for blacks. No way. And we used to follow Martin Luther King on his rallies. So we used to play both games. Eventually, we had one side was black, one side was white in the same Arena. roof. Yeah. Under the wow. same roof. And eventually everything started mixing. I mean, I know stories from Curly, sitting down with him, uh, we were used and we still uh, uh, get called by the Department of State to open relationships with different countries, including North Korea. Whoa! I think the the only reason that thing didn't go as well because a a, a great basketball player named uh, uh, yeah Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman uh, was there. He's friends with that. Was there? Yeah. He was there, and and the whole vibe of what we were trying to do changed, uh, and became more of a media circus than. What exactly what we're doing, but we we uh we were sent to the to break the Cold War. Let's put it that way. Who is who wow. is the most famous person that you've gotten to meet out of the Globetrotters or yeah. overall? Because you're part of the Globetrotters, man. Most famous person. <laughs> like you've met presidents. You met presidents. Yes, yes. I uh, got a chance to uh, uh, meet a uh, uh, president from different countries, not from my country. You haven't have been but, any presidents here in the United States. No, sadly, no. Oh wow! And you know I'm a fan of a couple guys, and we actually as a team have have different uh, uh, get-togethers with uh, uh, President Obama and different presidents. You know some of the guys uh, d- uh, worked with uh, met the popes, especially Francisco, which is the current one. And one of my friends had to spin the ball on his finger. Oh, that's pretty and cool. He was so nervous because you know <laughs> when when you learn how to transfer uh, uh, spins to the other people, the wider the, the the fingers, the harder. 
So he got one of those really wide. He got one of them really, really wide. And he was so nervous. He was so nervous because, man, this ball hit the Pope in the face. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be on national TV and I'm not going to get married through the church. That's crazy. <laughs> so he was a veteran, too. He's like a 15 year veteran. And he was like, I've never been so nervous in my life as a Globetrotter than doing that. So, you know, after all, we've been doing this for 92 years now in 122 countries and territories around the world. Well, you could check Elgato out American Airlines Arena on Sunday, December 10th, 2 p.m. Again, Including Canada, Romberg. Including yeah, Canada. Ball out in Canada. They you have five Toronto? dates in March Man, in Canada. We love Canada. Actually, we were See? doing Go Visit Canada <laughs> pro, uh, uh, promo. Oh, really? And Yeah, we were like visiting Vancouver, visiting uh, Toronto, one of those two, I remember. Mm-hmm. And we were doing like, all these tricks and, 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 and fun sightseeing and, and around You're going around to get Canada. your family yeah, out there. It was fun. There we love. We, well, he could just get his family out here now. Oh, okay. But that's that true. was that's his true. excuse for having not seen them as a kid. Yeah. He didn't think they came to Canada. Of course oh, they come we, to Canada. We go. go there you go. We go. Last time I went to Canada, we went to the French side. And, and um, nobody was, yeah. we like Montreal? Yeah, we were like, yeah. everybody was French. Yeah, yeah. man. And That's we that like, part. They want to be their own country. So, so hey, <laughs> so, hey, you, you, you know, before before you came on with us, you were on the other side there. We were talking about the Hurricanes. You looked, uh, you had a thing or two to say about the Hurricanes football team. Well, I, well I'm happy uh, uh, that, that the guys got back on, on track because it's been too long uh, having Miami on the spot, you know. And I know a lot of things happen with, you know, violations things like that and and that took it took but it's crazy how long it takes to come out of that that shadow you know we dutch bullet as north carolina right now with with all this situation that was going on yep and and which i don't agree with all this bs that we're doing but that affected us in a lot of ways we still managed to win but you know to see miami now the u back on track see clemson Doing the way it is, now, you know, Florida State is always, you know, they always kind of slow down a little bit, but they always come back. North Carolina had a great year, uh, not last year. This year was terrible. We got a lot of uh, injuries. Syracuse now, so the ACC is becoming so strong that nobody expecting. Hey, we got another ACC team now. Mm-hmm. We got two ACC teams on the yeah, on cool. the on the on the Final Four. Not named FSU. Usually it's FSU. You got and two FSU, and FSU was there FSU. a couple of years ago, and, mm-hmm. and and I think to see that it made me give me goosebumps, you know, because now it makes me want to go more to to football on, on this side because everything was dominated by. You know the the Arbans of the world, the Oklahomas of the world, the 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 uh, you know all these other teams, and and now the West Coast had to catch up. I think. <laughs> when you were at UNC, did you ever get to meet Michael Jordan? Yes, yes. It's probably the only time that I seen somebody come out of Ferrari in in slow motion. <laughs> what? Nah, That's funny. You know, no, nah, seriously, I cannot make this up. He, I, you, I'm going in the parking lot. And you can hear, you know, that you know that's not a, you know, a Toyota coming in. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, okay. And I see MJ in the front, and you're like, okay. And I'm a little kid because I'm I'm 16 years old. I grew up watching him. I imitated him, chew gum, same time. Dad hated it. Uh, <laughs> I did everything that he what he did, and he literally came out of the car in slow motion. <laughs> That's, that's like funny he exited as hell. his Ferrari in slow mo. That's exactly how I saw it. And at first, he started talking to me, "Hello," <laughs> and that's how my mind was working at that yeah. point. You were taking it all in. I like that. You yeah, it down. was it was that's amazing. Cool. And then I told my dad uh, about it. He freaked out. 
And uh, but he freaked out more when he when I told him that James Worthy sent him a, a autograph. Yeah, there you we go. the first basketball game that I saw in the NBA was in the finals. It was Lakers Celtics. It was eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Jabbar uh, Jabbar was still playing. Okay, and and I start imitating James Worthy with with uh, you know because he always stretch out his arms really yeah. really high. He dunk over people. So when I was a kid, I loved that move because I was just long. I wasn't tall, but I was really long. And I started imitating that. And then I sent the, the autograph. Dad start crying. Oh, my God. I just wanted to send me autographs. My son made it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Man. And is your, is your family still in PR? Or are they yes. Here? Sadly, uh, uh we we they still there that and you were there for both hurricanes. I was there for both me, hurricanes. You know, I had the best time in my life because I was chopping trees for about three weeks, uh, uh, try to clear out roads and in, in, in my neighborhood as much as I could. Um, no power, there was no water for a couple of days. Um, still I, no power for half a quarter. Still no power. So, so amazing. So, so you can probably probably give a nice little testament right now about how how intricate was South Florida's plans on trying to help and get supplies over there was. Was it pretty decent? Like, were were, were the people of oh, Puerto Rico like relatively happy with the efforts that we the had? Efforts are still going, and and we are happy about it. What, what's going on is the logistics inside the island is the 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 bad part. The 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 taking things over there is the bad part. You know, South Florida. You know, I I drove yesterday from Fort Myers down the coast all the way to Marco Island and went through the Everglades. All the way here, I just want to do that. That's the fun part about being a globetrotter. Sometimes you got times for that, and I'm like, okay, Herma was a category if I went and hit Florida, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I just saw about four poles down, a couple trash here. That's it, and 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 there was yeah, a hard hurricane, and it's already cleaned up. And the difference is, you know, being an island, help is getting slow, but the logistics here is a lot better than what's going on the island, and and that's why we like frustrating and, and pictures don't do justice videos don't do justice because it's actually devastation really, yeah. really bad. terrible situation really yeah bad. yeah uh well hey you can check out elgato melendez and of course the rest of the globe trotters the 2018 amazing feats of basketball world tour it's at the american airlines arena on sunday december 10 2 p.m 20 dollars you get door your family 20 dollars ticket pretty awesome harlem globetrotters.com and Ticketmaster.com. Good to meet you, man. Nice to meet you, man. And, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing uh, your stories. Pretty awesome stuff. No problem. (laughs) All right, Amber's got your headlines for you next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.